Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 40-ish. Uh, Moody, help me out. Where are we? Um, we are at um, 35. 35. Uh, so my middle guy has been quizzing me or having me quiz him on Roman numerals. Anybody know? Is that XXXV? Are we going 35 that way? Because we, we visited I think that that's a long it. time ago. Yeah. We started that, and we totally dropped the ball on that. That's been a while. Uh, anyway. So, glad you guys could all join us. We are continuing this trend of having special guests, but before we get to our guest for the night, I want to welcome Ah, uh, you're too sweet. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, before we get into that, I'm going to uh, say hi to John, who aforementioned John will go by Moody tonight, as will be right. explained later. So, John, how are we yeah. doing this evening? Uh, we're doing, man. We're doing. It's one of those uh, paying the cost to be the boss days, so. I feel you. I do. Uh, we've got uh, our East Coast friend who's staying dry as it stands because you know he's in that northern state or whatever lance how's it going yeah. good Just did you notice the, uh... one of your forecasters the way that they um drew the storm pattern yeah. makes it look like a throbbing wang is just going to penetrate north carolina <laughs> and, it, and it normally does look like that yes it's, uh... <laughs> like it's just this giant line it's got yeah, like a little big... arrow and then red and orange and yellow around it i'm like what i was like is this a porn site yeah, yeah, yeah. what is this prison yeah. weather it's it's so, somebody, needs to t- somebody needs to take that you get it get that checked out because it uh, right. that shouldn't do exactly. that when you got a glow when you got a glowing member, you got the issues. Yeah. It's basically just like they, they should just say bend over North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's pretty much what it's gonna happen over this next few days. So I mean, I feel bad for anything that happens to anyone down there, but it's really gonna screw up my lawn because by the time it gets to us it's gonna be a hell of a rainstorm. Oh yeah. Talk about hell of a rainstorm. <laughs> we'll be we'll be getting some yeah, we'll be getting some good stuff here in the next few days. So Right, no doubt. So, uh, Moody, John becomes Moody tonight because we are welcoming in uh, a, uh, a a friend of mine from uh, quite a few years back now, and we've stayed connected through social media, uh, a math teacher extraordinaire and formerly, formerly a aspiring pit master, but I have to remove the <laughs> aspiring word off it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome John Malstead into 40s. Hey, John, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, what's up, guys? Glad to be here. We thanks are happy, happy to have you. Uh, and you. I'm telling you, you're in rarefied air. We've only had a handful of non-directly related to us in some way guests. So you're... Uh, I, I appreciate it. Well, that that's the uh, that's what barbecue can do, right? That's Make what barbecue you can do. And we got a barbecue story <laughs> or two. So, uh, John, why don't you give us your uh, elevator pitch to tell tell both of our listeners, because it's it's usually Lance's mom, and then Lance's mom listens a second time. Uh, right. Because <laughs> uh, her her laptop didn't work. So, yeah. <laughs> so why don't you give us the elevator pitch as to who you are? Yeah, I'm. Uh, well, I'm out here in uh, Northern California, so Sonoma County, which oh, is nice. uh, you know there are a lot yeah a lot worse places that you could live. And so, uh, you know, we pay for it, but uh, it's gorgeous. So, uh, yeah, math teacher by day, uh, I guess pit master, still aspiring. You know, there's always more to learn by night. Got a, uh, I mean, going on year, this is my 10th year in the classroom, high school math teacher. And then um, last year started a barbecue catering events business. So we've been out at farmer's markets and breweries and uh, do some catering events and so, yeah, so we're uh, keeping busy, you know, got the uh, two-year-old and the four-year-old. So in terms of free time, there's not much, but uh, we're, we're having fun. We're, uh, we're enjoying it. So, yeah, that's kind of uh, in a nutshell. 
Oh, 10 years in the classroom. So, yeah, I was just talking. Actually, sure. Moody and I talked about this the other day. I have been with the company I'm with, TechSmith, for a little over six years. Mm-hmm. And that now has officially eclipsed the total amount of time I was in the classroom. So, oh, wow. Uh, it's pretty much shocking to me to, to talk with all these cool educators that I had been connected with that are still plugging away and keeping it going. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> not to hedge my bets, that one's for you if you're listening, Hedge, so don't say you weren't mentioned. And John, John's here to verify this. <clears throat> yes, happened. <laughs> we'll, we'll test that out. We'll see if we'll see if she really listens. Um, oh, she'll listen. She'll listen. God damn we have a mutual friend yeah. who is the most rabid um, math aficionado you'll ever meet. It's almost dangerous, but uh, so I'll, I'll tell. So I I met John through an event I attended for for work uh, out in uh, Jenks, Oklahoma. It's actually when I ran into Liz and had dinner with Liz. Movie. Yeah, Liz Freed, uh, who's now not Liz Freed. She's Liz something else. You think she's Liz Dick, isn't it? I think so. I think she just got married again. So, yes, I believe that's correct. But uh, we met out at uh, Twitter Math Camp, which is a thing, I think. It, and it's still a thing, and it seems to be growing. It it's is the, still a thing. It, it's, it is it goes strong, yeah. Ultimate collection of middle school and secondary math educators, and not a lot of elementary, but I think maybe that's growing from the time that I was there. Um, mm-hmm. But I came in, and uh, I, have, I have a travel rule, which I think we've talked about, is I never – eat at chain restaurants if i can help it when i travel and if i can find barbecue uh that's what i like to do so we uh, jokingly came up with of many memeable social media things that trip uh we came up with the hashtag barbecue warriors and decided to search out barbecue uh so we asked locals for recommendations which is kind of what i do asked a police officer asked a couple of like store workers and they gave us two places the first place they said you got to get there when it opens because they're the kind of place that if it sells out it's gone. Mm-hmm. And the second place was a little bit of a drive, but if you want to chance it, you know you can do that. And that's kind of how it was explained to us. I called the first place. No, we weren't getting in there. The stuff was gone. And then we we mentioned this to like the five or eight people we were hanging out with that we were going to go try and do dinner, and that grew to. 25-ish people. Easy, easy, yep. And we were led to a place called Elmer's in Mm -hmm. southern Tulsa. I think it was in Tulsa. I don't know. Was it in Tulsa or was it it in Tulsa? It was in Tulsa, yeah. It's in Tulsa. We we drove into Tulsa, yep. So for a reference point for Moody and Lance, it was like driving from Waverly to Holt and going through every south side neighborhood you could think of. Oh, nice. The deeper and deeper we got into Jenks, the more and more we decided that this was probably not a great idea. Right. <laughs> the neighborhood got, I don't want to say sketchier, less less loved. It was less yes. loved as we went deeper yeah. and deeper. Long story short, we get to this restaurant. Uh, they were amazingly accommodating for like 30 people to just randomly show up. Uh, I think we dropped a six bill dinner on them and it was amazing. It was the, some of it's still a top five barbecue place that I've ever been to in my life. So I'm going to open this up with the very first question. And that is for everybody. Uh, what's the last thing you grilled? And, uh, when was it? 
it all start. I just did ribs for like the third time this year after never, ever, ever doing ribs in my life because I'm terrible at them. Uh, and they turned out okay. Nice. Man, they really did. I bastardized the rub that I had. Um, did it where – did the rubs, re- double-wrapped them in foil, put them over direct heat for an hour or so, turning them at – I think it was in the 350 to 450 range. Rested them inside and then put them back on for 10 or 12 minutes to kind of char them up and shrink them. But uh, the last two times I've made ribs, even my pickiest eater middle guy uh, killed one of the two racks himself. And Will's not a big guy. He's a little guy. Mm-hmm. So so that would be the last thing I grilled along with some corn on the cob. So, which is nice. my favorite thing. You actually grilled the corn on the cob? Yep. Yep. Okay, nice. Uh, my veggie grilling game is, is, is stepped up. I do the corn on the cob, a lot of sweet potatoes. Huge into asparagus. Grilled asparagus is killer. Oh, grilled asparagus is the bomb. So that was the last thing I, I grilled. Moody, have you grilled in a while? No, I can't. Well, not where you live. So when was the last time you right. grilled? I mean, it would have been, it would have been, you know, when I was still married. But I mean, then I think usually it was the usual thing of chicken, hot dogs, brats, just this standard fare. Mm-hmm. How do you do your brats, John? After we learned. Yeah, correctly. Right, correctly. <laughs> this is a story you'll have to find in another podcast, John. It was uh, poorly unfortunate. Planned. It was unfortunately poorly planned, uh, soaked in beer without yeah. boiling them back out and trying to grill beer-soaked brats. After four hours, we gave up. They wouldn't cook. <laughs> they just would not cook. Uh, Lance, what's the last thing you had on the grill? Um, yeah, I'm in this kind of the same situation that. Moody is, but uh, you know, probably the last thing I grilled was human. <laughs> no, um, probably uh, probably salmon. I think there was a salmon um, fillet oh. that I did, or a, not a fillet. Yeah, it was a salmon fillet. It was like one, one entire side of salmon. Um, I think that was the last thing I grilled um, that I can remember, at least that I grilled. So just. Put it on the you put it on the grill with a piece of tin foil and actually I think I just wrapped it in a foil bag. No and, cedar plank. Yeah, um, I had cedar plank, but I had I, had, I didn't use it then. Um, I because I I've never cooked on one. I mean I've I've had them for a long time, but I've just never cooked on one. And I don't know if I'm uh, obviously I wasn't that confident in myself and my cooking mm. skills to to do that. But it was, you know what uh, I did use for a while was I had one of those giant salt blocks. That I'll yes. grill on the grill. That is salt. Any anything cooked on a salt block is fantastic. I have zero skill set or confidence in cooking on a salt block. I fear it. I have over salted meat before, and like, yeah. people will turn their nose up. Right. But it doesn't transfer, does it? Not really. No. It's, the flavor does, but not the. I mean, it's not like it's right. over salted. I mean, you get a you get a you get a flavor like you know it's not you know it's it's hard to explain. It's not like a salty flavor, but it's just. Right. It's a good flavor. Hmm. John, what was the last time last thing you grilled? We'll go for the family versus for an event. Yeah. Um, Scott. So yeah, more barbecue than uh or you know, smoking as opposed to grilling this summer, but definitely uh we definitely stay active on the grill. Did um yeah, I did some hot smoked salmon, I think last week, and then some um what I throw on I threw on some chicken thighs for a uh a stir fry, grilled those up. Hmm. Um so you know, just simple weeknight uh, weeknight dinners when we're not doing the 15, 16 hour cooks. So that's always a nice treat to get away from. 
Yeah, when it's quick. What's your uh, yeah. what's your most common or your your favorite uh, smoking kind of apparatus? I mean, do you like electric? You know, hickory or no, you know, no, like a smoke? No. Yeah. So I, I have a a, a standard traditional offset cooker. It's a, okay. uh, a repurposed 500 gallon propane tank. So okay, um, straight out of Texas. Straight out of Texas. Got it uh, fabricated from a a guy in um, right out of Austin. Uh, Moberg smokers, Sonny Moberg, and he makes some absolutely, I mean, for my money, you can't get a better pit these days, um, cooks real even end to end and, uh, it's a beast. So it's, it's on a trailer and yeah, I see, uh, see Jason scrolling down. So yeah, go back a little bit farther on that feed and you'll, uh, you'll see it down there. Yeah. But it's, uh, that's it right there. Oh, wow. Nice. The reason I asked is I, my, the reason I asked is that my neighbor, um, when I was up in Michigan, um, is, was from Virginia and he had pretty much any type of smoker you wanted. I mean, he had a pull behind, he had electric, he had a, you know, uh, you know, smoke. It, it was just like, it was nice to have him as a neighbor. Cause it's like, you know, during the summertime, it just opened your windows and you can get a whole waft of everything. Wonderfulness <laughs> of, uh, the, uh, the yep, food. Yeah. So I, I'm a purist, right? So I, I don't sleep much, uh, when we cook. But uh, yeah, I started off with a little uh, little Weber Smoky Mountain, just a little bullet upright bullet smoker, 22 and a half mm-hmm. inch, and then went to when we moved to our house in Sonoma County, got a little Lang, uh, 36, no sorry, 48 for the backyard, so a little three foot cook chamber, um, reverse flow, and then when I when we went into business, decided to get serious about it, then we got uh, we got the big boy, or the big mm-hmm. girl, I should say, her name is Belle, so nice. we. Uh, so that, that's uh, that's what we do all the business cooks on and uh, all the events, you know, you can fit ton of ton of food on there. So that's uh you know I I don't uh, there's all sorts of ways to smoke meat and cook it. It's just I I think that real barbecue comes from you know nothing but wood. So that's nice. what uh, that, yeah that's what I use. So I'm gonna talk barbecue like this whole time if I can help it. I just I, nice. I need to learn. Nice. There's lots of things. So, I came to the right place. Yeah. So we'll we'll definitely talk. We'll talk barbecue. I do want to talk about a couple other things, but the biggest thing is it leads to barbecue because all roads should lead to barbecue. Uh, is is simple. Is this? When did you? Because you kind of brought this up when we were talking about you being on the podcast. When did you decide that? Because. Lance has a a uh, a hobby that's grown into something that's more than a hobby with his running as of lately. Oh, I thought you were gonna say drinking. Yeah, it's just like that, that's uh, been a that's, that's, a, that's an Olympic I, sport. That, yeah, that hasn't that hasn't grown into anything. I was like, I was waiting <laughs> for it. Moody has Moody is a a graphic artist and musician by both trade and I don't know if it's hobbyist anymore. It, it's uh, not yeah, it hasn't, it's professional, it hasn't right? been a hobby for a while. But when did you decide that, okay, I enjoy doing this. People keep telling me it's good. It's like having friends that tell you you're good at stand-up comedy, and you decide, all right, yeah. I think I'm going to do this. When did you decide to pull the trigger? and I'm going to invest some more time and some funds and see if we can make a go of this. Because you probably, from what I can see on your calendar, there aren't very many open spots to book you. So when did you decide that this could become a legitimate thing? Yeah, you know, when you're a friend, you're telling all inside jokes, and it's hilarious. But yeah, you told anybody else, and not so much. Right. We uh, it was uh, so this this has been going on. You know, my obsession for um, uh, God, 
little over four years, actually. So when I met you in the summer of 2014, we had just bought a condo. And one of my only requirements for the condo when we were shopping was I had to have a cement patio so I could get a smoker. That was the only thing. <laughs> now, up until this point, I had never actually had legitimate barbecue or anything like that. But I just had there was like this draw to it. Right. The uh, kind of the, the primitive nature of it. Right. You take wood, you light it on fire, you cook the meat low and slow, and you end up transforming this cut of meat into something like otherworldly. So I wanted to get into that and learn. I knew nothing about it. So when I met you, I'd probably done, I don't know, four or five cooks on my little uh, Weber charcoal smoker. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I I knew next to nothing. But um, since then, you know, I've been doing tons of research, uh, books. I own more cookbooks than um, I want to mention. But uh, um, videos, TV, you know, just pretty basically anywhere that I can could learn. I pretty much just been diving in, talking to people, reaching out to people. Um, and you know, just getting better. And so of course the family loves it. They get to be the taste testers, but they, uh, and you know, then the family tells you it's good. Um, and we started doing a competition and that was something I wanted to get into with my buddy. And so we did a competition a few years ago and that was, it was, you know, it was fun place to do well, anything. I mean, our brisket came in like sixth. So that was a good, that was a good result for our first time out. But, um, we were trying to cook all of our meat on smoky. And I had to like build a third rack to put inside of it. And we were rotating things and the thing was always open and it was just a big mess. But, um, after that, when we moved here, I got, um, the bigger cooker and we took it out to a competition last summer and decided to do the people's choice. And so we did the people's choice where you basically cook whatever you want extra. You, um, vend it out to people. They have tickets and then they vote for their favorite team. And so along those lines, we did um, briskets that day, mm-hmm. and we did um, homemade hot links, which uh, we grind yeah. and case ourselves, and then we did our pork belly burnt ends. So those were our three. Um, yeah, those were those were our three fairs for that day, and it was just um, the reception and the response to those was was awesome. Everybody was kind of giving us a lot of positive feedback about. Uh, how they enjoyed it, how they, you know, they tried other people's briskets and ours was the best. And um, we had a big line the whole day. We sold out really early, unfortunately, because we just, we didn't have the capacity at that point in time um, to do that. So after that, um, oh, d- during that, actually, sorry, there was a lady who said, do you guys cater? And my wife looked at me, who was, my wife's vending while I was cutting meat. And she said, do we cater? And I said, yes, we do cater. Hell <laughs> I mean, yeah. never cater. Having never catered before, so yes, we do. Um, and she's like, oh, do you have like a business card or something? And I said, um, just give her your phone number. So she gave her right. phone number. And, and yeah, so we had, actually we had a few people um, that day who, who we gave out my wife's phone number to who ended up calling and like, um, hi, I'm looking for Johnny Barbecue. Because, um, you know, my wife just answers, hi, hello. Um, right. So that was kind of the start of it. We got a job right there, then and there for two weeks down the road from then. Um, so we contacted her and, um, set that up and then got another job through that job. And, um, basically, and now here we are. So this year we decided to, uh, you know, get our business license, form an LLC, um, get our proper health permits and all that good stuff. And so we, uh, we've got our commercial kitchen that we work out of now. And, uh, so now we can do, you know, events, community events and, and, uh, pretty much anything. So I think, I think it was just, I wanted to to feed people right? that's always kind of been something i've been interested in and, and enjoyed doing and so that response that day and people be like we will pay you for your food it kind of um 
that was kind of the uh, thing, the catalyst that got us to take that leap. And then I did call, I brought up to my wife once about th- thinking about getting a bigger cooker in the summer. And then I Gotcha. And uh, one day said, one day said, you know, I, I, I've decided I really want to pursue this and, and get the bigger cooker. And then she said, you know what? I support this. I think we should do it. And I said, perfect, because I already ordered it. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I got, I got in a bit of trouble Phew! that day, but, uh, but, but not too much. So that was, that was, uh, that's how we're, how we ended up here. Wow. I gotta, cool. If I can ask you, John, yeah. um, and I think uh, Moody, tell me if I'm wrong, but um, wrong. I, I, I think I think all of us. I mean, Jason, you know, Moody, and I, we all really enjoy enjoy cooking, uh, at least you know. And I think all of us, and I, uh, probably more so me, me and Moody, but um, are a little bit more um, experimental with our food. You know, is is as far as when we cook, John. Am I wrong? I mean, because no. yeah, no. I, I think you and I used to do a lot of little kind of odd stuff. Jason, I think you you've gotten a lot more to it into that. He's too, saying but... you've gotten lazy, Jason. No, lazy. no, I'm saying, no he, he he was more than we than we were, but now, I think now he's gotten into it. But it, my question to you is: it, it is there what's like the biggest kind of experimental? thing that you've done with you know, with uh, barbecue in, in particular? I mean, so we are, um, style is uh, Central Texas style. So in uh-huh. terms of experiments leading up to now, basically it's just been a work in getting, kind of nailing that style. You know, okay. um, the thing that kind of drew me to that style initially was the simplicity. It's when you cook a brisket, you season it with salt and pepper, and that's it. You don't put mm-hmm. sauce on it. You, you just you salt and pepper, throw it in the smoker, smoke it till it's done, and then you let the meat you may let, let the meat and the smoke be the star. So mm. that's kind of what uh, what led me to that. So in terms of what we sell um, through our business, we're actually pretty traditional um, in terms of that. Uh, mostly salt and pepper in the rubs, a little bit of brown sugar, paprika, stuff like that on some pork just to give a little color. But um, in terms of experimenting things like pork belly burnt ends, you know, in Texas, that's kind of uh, that's blasphemy. You know, right. you don't, you mm-hmm. burnt ends in, or in Kansas City, you know, Kansas City burnt ends are from the point of the brisket. Burnt right. ends are not from pork. And so, you know, things like that. Um, we also have a, a esquites um, side, which is like the grilled Mexican street corn. So oh, not yeah. your traditional, not your traditional um, barbecue side per se, but, uh, you know, it kind of reflects our California roots and, and where we grew up here um, and the kind of the cultures that that we've been surrounded by our whole lives. So um, we don't experiment too much in terms of that. I did have somebody that I catered for last summer ask if I could make them Dr. Pepper ribs, and so I said, <laughs> I said, sure, I can, I, you know, I can figure that out. We haven't, uh, mm-hmm. we haven't done it yet, but um, uh, next time we get a job from them, they, uh, they want some Dr. Pepper ribs. So I'll probably uh, make a nice glaze, you know, cook down some Dr. Pepper into a kind of a glaze, or make a barbecue sauce with it or something to, uh, to finish them. I'd probably do that on baby backs though. Those uh, those tend to hold up a little bit better to sweeter glazes yeah. than say uh, say your spares. So uh, so yeah, we're we're actually pretty traditional. Um, not nothing too crazy in terms of experiment. I don't I don't smoke alligators or anything like that yet. So uh, we'll get there though. You know, do you ever do, do you ever use any um, exotic woods or any, any uh, odd woods? No. So so I mean traditionally barbecue is cooked with whatever you have 
locally. And okay. so um, we, we use we use pretty much 100% oak at this point. Um, mm. I can get cherry. If I can get cherry from uh, my wood guy, then uh, I'll use some cherry on some ribs and some uh, some pork butts just because, again, it gives it great color and a little bit sweeter flavor. But uh, at this point, again, you know, if we're going for the, uh, the Texas theme, they use, you know, post oak in central Texas. And so we use uh, primarily white oak. Um, some red and some other species in there too, but uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, fruit woods are great though. I love fruit woods for pork and some fish. Like if I do the hot smoked salmon on the grill, I'll use applewood chunks that I just get at Home Depot. Yeah. Um, throw a couple of those in there because um, that's a, that's a little bit lighter. It needs uh, can't be quite as assertive, but um, you know, oak's a nice, good, all-purpose one that uh, that we use for a lot of stuff. Okay. Did you ever think as an adult you would utter the words, "Well, whatever I can get from my wood guy." No, no <laughs> I, I, I don't have a wood guy. Yeah, I mean, when you order by the cord, you got to have a wood guy. Right. You know? I got I got another cord coming on Monday. <laughs> so it's a, lot, it's a lot of wood. They, they dump it in my driveway, and I come home to it after work, and it's like, yeah, we taught a full day, and now we got to take this cord to the backyard. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is something I keep coming across. Uh, so for those, uh, for those who don't know, which is everybody. Um, John has given me a really good baseline barbecue rub that I did on, on a, on a pork butt back in February that turned out amazing. Um, I've done tons of grilling since then grilling in terms of over charcoal or over gas. Um, I don't have a smoker. I'm not that, not that fortunate yet. Um, but what has become tradition on my oldest son's birthday, his nickname is T-Bone. So what have we been cooking him on his birthday the last three or four years is either a T-Bone or a porterhouse steak. Nice. Um, mm. it, it's, not, it's not terrible, right? He, he enjoys the hell out of it. Here, here's the question. When I, when I was officially looking up, because I didn't want to screw this up because these are not cheap pieces of meat, um, how to cook a, a, a T-Bone steak effectively uh they don't want you touching anything uh season wise except for salt an hour before and then after an hour it pulls the moisture out you wipe it away and then just cracked black pepper on it and i was like it and he tasted it and it was i mean he was pretty happy that's not that this is it (laughs) so he ends up with like a hell of a a dinner on his birthday and happy happy guy right um, so here, here's my question. I love rubs for, you know, pork tenderloins and, 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 but what is it about just salt and pepper? You say that's the only thing you put on your brisket. Um, how is that, how is that enough? And how do you determine whether or not cracked black pepper is, if there's enough, do you rub it in? How big are the granules? I, I just never, because if I overdo it, because I like cracking pepper, it tastes like ass. If I underdo it, it kind of tastes like ass. How do you, where do you find the balance and why is it? The magic everywhere? in between the ass. It's, it's, it's right, right yeah. in the crack of the ass. Is right in the crack. Yeah. Cracked oh, black man. pepper. Nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You got to. <laughs> They get super crazy about their the the size of their pepper grind. You know, they order specific meshes, which is is how they measure like the grind on pepper, whether it's fine or cracked. It's it's crazy. So yeah, I don't I don't get anywhere near that crazy. But yeah, for a good steak, I mean, if the meat is good, like brisket, 
than a porterhouse or a T-bone because the brisket's going to be on the smoker for 16 hours. You know, I'm, I'm going to give it 10 to 12 hours before I wrap it up um, in butcher paper. So basically, so what you're going to get is you're not just going to get the salt and pepper. I mean, you're going to get that on the bark, but um, but you're going to get that smoke that kind of, you know, permeates the meat as well. And then when you cook a piece of meat like that, it's a little different because, again, there's so much collagen in it that when it breaks down to that gelatin and just becomes super tender, uh, it's going to it's just a whole different kind of eating experience. So that all kind of goes into that overall flavor of it. So it doesn't need a lot of seasonings. You know, it's you want the meat, you want to taste the meat first and foremost, and then some of the smoke and then the seasonings to be kind of complimentary. But with a porterhouse or a T-bone, yeah, man, if you get a good cut, salt and pepper, just uh, it's just trial and error. I love pepper. I always overdo it with the pepper. Um, my wife tends to like it too, though. So we uh, we we fit well. But um, yeah, no, I, it sounds like you're doing it right. You know, you don't want to put a bunch of crap on there. You can put a little garlic maybe, but uh, you know, if you're going to be grilling it over direct heat, you don't want anything that's going to burn. You know, so right. you can't put any kind of sugars or anything in it because then you're just going to get a charred up mess. So. Yeah, on, on steak, I'm a purist on that too, though. So I'm, I'm not the guy to ask because I, I use, you know, go straight salt and pepper on it. Just uh, cover it till it looks good and throw it on there and cook it up. So I know everybody who's listening can't see this, but I'm going to share this with the guy. So this was the the progression of that day. That, is that the ass? This is the ass. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is John walking me through a, a pork butt. So he started with the pork, the shoulder here. And or then, Meyer. Yeah, and then uh, the basis of the rub. Oh, yeah. See, see you didn't know what you were getting into. I, my, my wife, at one, at one point when I was writing that, um, I, I didn't realize that I kept, just kept going. She's like, what are you doing on your phone? I was like, oh, my buddy asked me for a for – a, he's going to cook a pork butt. I was like, I got to tell him. And, and then I looked back and I realized I sent you, like, I don't know, several pages worth of uh, Twitter DMs. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I get a little, I get a little crazy, a little carried away sometimes. In matter of fact, I got, uh, but I'll, I'll find that too. I have the entire yeah. thread saved <laughs> because it was gold, and I wasn't gonna oh, lose man. it. Uh, oh, is it not on this machine? I know, I know, I have it. I know, I have it. Yeah. Um, but then I kept sending him updates like, "Here's me doing the rub," you know. Here's what it yep. looked like after it six. I think it was a six-hour cook, uh, and then it turned into that. Nice. Which turned into an empty bowl. So I mean, it, it worked out well. So the, the the thing that was scaring me was you you were sharing all this with me, and I have a brother-in-law. Uh, my brother-in-laws both love to to barbecue and grill, and the one whom I love dearly is very very protective of both his rub recipe and his sauce recipe. And and you're sharing this with me and I'm showing my wife and she's like, um, I, I, are you sure he meant to give that to you? I'm like, oh, I, God. I asked, yeah. I asked. <laughs> Cause, and, and you gave me, you, you mentioned something and I'll have to find it in the thread somewhere. Um, the, the thread was simply like, I want people to enjoy good barbecue. And this is just like a baseline. There you go. Yep. To start That's with. It. it. It's like the teaching thing, right? It's like uh, the the whole community of teachers that are on Twitter that get together and uh, they get together and do these conferences in the summer. It's like they could all be on a Teachers Pay Teachers, which yeah. is a site where you can post a lesson and then somebody else goes and buys it from you. But this whole community, it's they they just give out all of these things that they create for free because again, the ultimate goal 
is to be better educators for our students. And that's that's kind of you know the same with barbecue. It's like mm-hmm. we just need to get more people eating good barbecue. And so right. Yeah, it's like there's there's no real secrets to it. The biggest secret to to good barbecue is just burn a clean fire. You know, you burn a clean fire, you're going to get good barbecue. So it's like whatever the rub is or or anything like that. The biggest thing is the fire. You manage your fire well, and regardless of the rub, I mean that'll add a little bit to it. But at the same point, it's like you know, there's not there's not a lot to it. So no, yeah. I'm happy to happy to to help out any anytime. So I pulled the thread up. It's from January 14th. <laughs> this is the entirety of what John was. We're talking 10, 10, 11, fully described steps. And he gets to the end, and I felt so bad. I'm like, um, oh, my God, thank you. You're amazing. Oh, by the way, the weather is pouring rain, and it sucks. I need to do it in the oven. Is that even possible? And you're like, well, yes, there's a rub. We won't totally go into that. It was something like you had me set the oven at, like, as hot as hell, like 600 degrees or something like that, and then put the meat in and shut the oven off. And then as it comes down to temp all day, it turned into what you saw. Oh. I mean, it, it basically was this. And every towards the end, I would spritz it with, like, uh, some sort of apple. Spritz sl- it. Spritz, spritz it. Wait, yeah, with, with yeah. Spritzer. No, it was with like, some Bartles and James. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> apple cider vinegar. And other than that, I didn't touch it. And I couldn't believe how amazing it turned out. Couldn't, couldn't believe it. So, John, this is something, even though you live in uh, uh, a situation where you can't have a grill, you can do that. Right. It, it, yeah, that would probably work. As a matter of fact, yeah. I have another one in my freezer right now. You got to um, put that one on the smoker. I, you got to get that saying, one outside. Uh, yeah. I, so, I've got So, okay, this is another <laughs> question, and I'm going to ask this of everybody because, Lance, you live too far away. John, you're on the other side of the country. So, Moody, you'd have to come over with the six pack. Uh, uh huh. I have three Weber grills. I have a spirit gas grill. It's pretty big. I've got a old school traditional twenty-two inch Weber barrel. Barrel, you know the the one that everybody's got. And I've got mm-hmm. the little baby travelable Weber Q, all running on propane. Right? How do you how do you teach people, or if you don't, how would you do it? If you were going to teach someone how to smoke on a Weber charcoal grill, the kettle grill, without an internal temperature read. Like, nothing you can read. I mean, we've got all these cool Bluetooth tools and things, but if you're going to teach someone vent air control for heat, especially with someone who has a seized bottom vent that's just open (laughs) because somebody didn't cover it in the winter, it snows here. And I grill all year long. And snow doesn't like metal very much. I've tried to unseize no, it. No. Need some of that. Uh, was that, that well, snow, liquid, liquid nail? Snow loves metal. Wrench? It's the metal that doesn't like the snow. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I mean, I'm going to use it as an excuse to drink beer from the start of a Saturday to the end of a Saturday. But how do you how do you uh, how do you um, verify or you know be able to regulate heat and constantly add fuel as you need to, whether it's hardwood or charcoal or whatever how do you how do you rectify that i mean so are you it's seized uh mostly closed they were saying wide open oh it's wide open yeah that's not good you'd rather it was i know (laughs) because i've got the top vent but to get that flow i've done it everything where you know i'll crank the the one partially open and have the flow draw on the 
uh, over meat with the on the off side on the cool side versus the all the charcoal on the one side but yeah I just, yeah i mean like honestly and if you want if you wanted to close the bottom you could just throw a piece of duct tape over them you know and that would that'd be fine if you wanted to restrict airflow that that much but basically i what i would do is i'd get about a half chimney of of coals get them lit get them gray dump them on one side have vent underneath the just those open have the top vent over the opposite side of the uh, the cooker, and then I throw the meat obviously on the opposite side of the cooker. You just want to create that offset um, effect where the smoke, the air is coming in from beyond the underneath the coals, traveling across the meat and then out the top vent. Um, in terms of temperature control, I don't even I wouldn't even worry about it that much. You can cook barbecue. People cook it at 200 degrees and they they cook it for 24 hours. People cook it barbecue at 350 degrees and they cook it in, you know eight to 10 hours. So I, I wouldn't worry that too much. Basically, with barbecue, what you want to do is you want to cook it till the meat looks good, till it look, wrap it up, and then finish it off. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's what I would do. I'd throw half a chimney of coals to start, throw a couple chunks of wood on top of that, um, and then say you're doing a pork butt, you got the pork butt on the other end, uh, check the fire every hour or so, dump some more coals in, let those get lit, just keep that process going, and then when the when the butt looks good, you know, wrap it up in foil and throw it back in there, and that, at that point, you can crank the temp to whatever you really want because um, it's going to finish anyways. <laughs> so, is that, that wrapped in butt in foil? <laughs> yeah, when the butt looks good, when the butt looks good, when you, when it looks good butt, crank when, the butt. Oh, yeah. You've you got to see these these names of the barbecue teams at the competitions. Oh, there's so many just innuendos, and yeah, it's uh, that's what that's kind of what we do in barbecue, you know, just make jokes. Our, oh, so our first um, our first barbecue team with me and my buddy that we did out on the the weber uh our name was <laughs> it was meat gazers that was our uh nice. our team name yeah um it was a uh, it was uh, another friend of ours who was in the marines and he had a, a story about that and that's where that uh, term came from and so we thought it was pretty funny and uh decided to go with that for our first name obviously doing a family business now that wouldn't have flown so we uh, we had to change the name to Johnny Barbecue after uh, my son. So we figured that was a little more family friendly than Meat Gazer's Barbecue. <laughs> how do you how do you prevent yourself from when you're carving up this beautiful brisket, just not pounding all of it? Just... <laughs> it's called paycheck. Uh, wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I get I get scraps. Um. You know. I if I you know they, you'll always have little end pieces that fall off or something. And so between uh between that I'll you know toss a few of those. In and uh, eat those as little snacks. Fair, that's fair. Yeah. P- plus, yeah, it's, it's money. So yeah, yeah, uh, we're still trying to work out. We're still trying to work out this initial investment that uh, that we dumped in, in between the smoker and then all the equipment. So right now, it's uh, you know the name of the game is sell, sell, sell. Right. We'll see. Right. We're doing an air show next weekend where they're supposed to draw twenty thousand. So hopefully oh wow, we're pretty busy there. Yeah, we'll see. Awesome. So I'm yeah, asking during the school year. Right, right, right. It's like I'm just gonna <laughs> squeeze it in whenever I can, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask one more barbecue question of everybody, then I, I want to delve slightly into teaching because we're we're coming up at that retired old men age time of day thingy. Boom bang. Um, is there a off the uh, off the shelf barbecue sauce that not even in a pinch, but that's something you enjoy on the regular 
or are you someone that's got to craft your own? And this is a question for everybody, even if you haven't crafted your own. And I'll include buying a store-bought barbecue sauce and doctoring. It's either one mm-hmm. that's straight out of the bottle that you enjoy versus I'm going to try and make one from scratch myself. Um, mine, it used to be, I as a child, I had a really big taste for open pit. Mm. which I can't describe the flavor of now because it doesn't taste like any other barbecue sauce I've ever had. But I would go with a right. – if I had to buy an off-the-shelf one, um, Sweet Baby Ray's is, is not terrible. And I don't know if it's a Midwest one. That combined with a little Stubbs rub, those two I haven't had a bad meal with that. Right. Uh, I've made my own barbecue sauce. I've doctored my brother-in-law's <clears throat> current concoction. Um, but if I had to, and if I had to, I mean, I buy it on sale cause it's always on sale. I'd go sweet baby race. How about you guys? Yeah. No, I've been using the same thing. I'll use sweet baby rays. And also, I mean, I like the fact too, that they've come out with the other kind of sauces too. So, I mean, if I'm going to doctor it up at all, I'll use some of the Buffalo chicken sauce with it just to spice it up a tad, but right. And we're talking traditional red sweet sauces, not necessarily right. like yep. Carolina. So that might change for you, Lance, being in a actual Carolina and all. Yeah, for me, it's I, I'm not really a big Carolina um, fan as far as when it comes to the barbecue sauce. I, I'm, I do like vinegar, but you I said I, that I, publicly. I, I, I did outside yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I um I because I. I, I, I I, I'm a, more of a fan of the Western style um, barbecue, uh, which is closer to like Memphis, you know, Memphis style. Yeah, the sweet red, um, yeah. You know, I, I'm a bigger fan of that. But I, I've found a, a really good um, barbecue sauce. It actually, it actually comes from Aldi. Um, they, the, Aldi's got their a, a barbecue sauce that uh, came out this summer that is a fantastic barbecue sauce and. Um, I just had it. I, 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 when I make mashed potatoes, I put uh, barbecue sauce in my mashed potatoes, <clears throat> and um, and um, actually, uh, you know, that makes a really good, uh, really good side dish. So, yeah, all these have hmm. been good. They've been good. Lance, are you in? Are you in Eastern North Carolina? Um, I'm actually in, uh, just south of Raleigh, so you know, right in the middle. So. Okay. I, um, yeah. So we've got a lot of. You're on, got, the, border, you're on the border of the vinegar. And the yes. Vinegar. Yeah. We've got we've got yeah, uh, nice. pictures of uh, you know we've got uh, t-shirts here that says east and west and you uh-huh. know that's yeah. got the line split oh, right yeah. pretty much right down the middle. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind I don't mind the vine, the vinegar base, but I'm I'm a bigger fan of the of the uh, sweet you know the yeah. more of the tomato base. Right. For sure. And it yeah. depends on the so meat, I, right? Um, well, I mean, it, it could, but I mean, I, all the, cause I, I've done a lot of pig roast down here with, uh, with bombshell beer. Um, they do, they do a pig roast every, every month. And, um, every so we'll, month. uh, yeah. And, um, they, um, and so we will, you know, Chris and I, Chris is the one that's, you know, kind of cooks it, but, um, and then, you know, him and I will actually prepare it. So. Awesome. How about you, John? Yeah. I, dude, sweet baby Ray's man. That's uh, that's we got it out here. Yeah, if, if I'm buying one from the store, that's that's what I'm getting. At this, I mean, this summer we were lucky because uh, you know we we make so much barbecue sauce now for uh, events that we always have leftovers. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, in terms of store bought sauce, 
Sweet Bay Rays, and with a we had I had some cider vinegar to it, um, just to thin it out a little bit, and give mm-hmm. it a little more uh, tang. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a killer killer just off the shelf uh, sauce that uh, that we we like a lot. I will say, I will say that Sweet Baby Ray's Hawaiian um, barbecue sauce is probably one of the some of the best sauce I've had you know in a long time. It's that's what that Hawaiian stuff is so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Hawaiian uh, Sweet Baby Ray's Hawaiian one is is yep. so good. Did they do that's a? Like, grew up, my my dad my dad came up with Sweet Baby Ray's. He's the one who introduced me to it, and it's like so. It's like you know you grow up eating something, and I was like, oh yeah, you know I, I still want to keep it going. Yeah, sure. I feel like they. Added, so they've added. So I'm looking at their lineup right now. They had a cola-based one. And oh, really? And I don't think they do anymore. It's not in their lineup. But it was. And I don't know if it was like a limited run. It was. It was one of those ones where it was really, really, really sweet, but it was off. It's kind of like. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like the difference between drinking like Coca-Cola and. Store Mr. Pip, yeah. <laughs> or store store brand cola, or right, like like if I say, what does chocolate taste like to you? And you're probably either gonna give me Hershey's or M and M's because any other chocolate tastes just off because of like what your brain programs as as mm-hmm. sauce. But they're I swear to God, although they do have recipes all over their website that include cola added to it. I mean, I, I yeah, I gotta assume that's a southern thing. So, anywho. Um, so guys, we're coming up here to the end and I'm just freaking hungry out of my mind now. And that's a problem. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to ask a, a teaching question because all of us, I, I'm former educator, John, I still believe educates on levels of musicality. That's a word I just made up there for you. Uh, it's actually a real word, dummy. Yeah. Listen, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in terms of math, I, I'm working with my son who's in an advanced math class in eighth grade. So he's basically doing high school math as an eighth grader. Uh, I haven't got the question, but I know it's coming and I think about it often. It's the ultimate math question. And, and before I ask it, uh, John, I'm going to ask you, do you know what question I'm about to ask you? And, Me? And, yeah, I know, I know a question you're about that. And and I want I want a really good answer to it. So what question am I going to ask? <laughs> you're not going to like my answer if, if it's the question I'm thinking of. Let's find I'm out. Thinking, are you going to ask wh- wh- when are we ever going to use this? Let's go with when are we ever going to use this? <laughs> was, was that nice. not what you were going to say? That's exactly say? no. That that's the question because I think okay, yeah. in my everyday life, what do I use math for? Uh-huh. Um, I have programs to take care of it. A lot of budgeting, yep. which is real basic. Yep. Adding, subtracting, multiplying, pre-planning, thinking. I'm never compounding things. I'm never solving for why. I sure as hell am not uh, you know, doing quadratic equations to the best of my knowledge. I never took trig. Never took calc. Man, I am really stupid. Um, so no, he said it. On that boat, he said it. When it comes to these things. You remember, John, I edit this. <laughs> I know. I caught the big thing you cut out of last week's. I, I was asked. I was asked to. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll tell you later. Uh, All right. But, yeah, so uh, when are we ever going to use this stuff, Mr. Malston? When are we going to reuse this stuff? Oh, you, you might not like my answer. Um, and because I get this, obviously, all the time from Absolutely. my uh, students. And I just had a conversation with, with uh, one of them, came in during guided study um, last week. Now, typically, mind you, this question is only asked when they're struggling with a concept that they don't necessarily like. Sure. Right? 
You never, mm-hmm. you're never going to have a student ask this question with something that they find that comes easy to them. They, they, they have no problem doing that if they get it. But the moment that some, some of these things get difficult and they don't kind of understand the structure of it, then they, that, that's when those questions tend to come out. So I can kind of anticipate when that's going to happen, typically. Um, here, man, I, God, I'm going to get in trouble from somebody, I'm sure, for saying this. Uh, nobody most of the time, listens. I tell nobody them listens you're not. To this. Uh, okay, good, good. Uh, I tell them you're not going to use it. <laughs> you're not going to need it. Um, I, I'm trying to be honest with them. And I tell right. them, listen, I'm a, math, I'm a math teacher, and I have never used what I, I've never graphed a parabola in my life, in my actual life. And then it begs the question, like, why are we learning? And so my answer to them is, is we're not learning it to, so to backtrack, they say, well, why can't we just learn, you know, like things that are applicable to us? And without fail, 10 times out of 10, when I say, what do you want to learn? Every single one of them says how to do taxes. Like that is for Mm -hmm. students, that is kind of end all be all goal of math in adulthood is doing taxes. And I say, I, I'm not going to teach you how to do taxes. Do you know why? And they say, why? I say, because nobody actually knows how to do taxes, and they do it on, they do them online. Or yeah. they go to somebody who, who has trained to do taxes. They go to a CPA. And, <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> you know how to do taxes? No, I know how to go to a CPA and have them done for me. Hey, Amen. I mean, it's, it's like, it's they, but that, to them, that is like being, the, when they think of being an adult and needing math, taxes, doing taxes is one thing they know that adults do. And that's kind of their like echelon, upper echelon of math skills. And so I tell them, we don't need to know how to do taxes, like unless you're going to train for that. And what they don't understand is that we're not teaching them specific skills that they're going to need in their life. It's like, I'm not going to need this to get a job. Like, you're right. And so you're not learning anything in school right now that you're going to need to get a job. Like you're going to learn those job skills on the job. The purpose of school is what I tell them is to teach you how to think, right? It's not to train you and not to give you skills. It's to make you a critical thinker. It's to make you a problem solver. It's to make it so that when you're given a problem with a problem, you don't just say, oh, I don't know how to do this. And just you're able to think through it. You're able to come up with some kind of a solution that you think might work. Try it. Step back. Look at if it did work. And if it didn't work, analyze what happened, what went wrong, things like that. Right. It's to teach you how to analyze literature, because not necessarily that you're going to be analyzing and writing book reports for the rest of your life, but you are going to be reading things for the rest of your life. A lot of things that are trying to skew you in one direction and make you think what they want you to think, and you need to be able to discern what's the real information here, what's the you know quote unquote fake news, um, right? All of this stuff. It's so it's and what I so that's basically what I tell them is that you're not going to necessarily need these individual skills, but as a whole, these are teaching you mathematical reasoning. It's teaching you algebraic thinking. Anytime you're dealing with an unknown amount of something, an unknown quantity, whether it's money or anything time, whatever, you're dealing with algebraic reasoning, right? Trying to figure out what that unknown amount is or geometric reasonings, which is kind of spatial skills and stuff like that. And so that's, that's what I tell them. It's like, you're not going to need these specific skills, but you are going to need these, these reasoning abilities and you're going to need to be able to think through things. And so that's kind of, that's why you're in school. You're not in school to learn skills for a job. You're going to learn those on the job or in, you know, in, school when you get older, when you're when you're closer to actually getting a job, because you don't need to know what you want to be right now. And so we can't train every single one of you to be what you want to be when you grow up, because, you know, that's just not not realistic. So that's what I tell them. And uh, I, I think that's, in my opinion, better than giving them some contrived. Um, well, if you were in this one profession, 
you might need to use this one skill in this one certain circumstance. It's like I've tried one skill into one profession. So um, that's you know that's that's my answer to them. And uh, a lot most of the time they accept that and they're like, okay, you know, like so they appreciate the honesty. I think so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. The, the short answer is you're not. Now I can just tell him to slough off and just don't do the math. It's going to be okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, gentlemen, yeah. it's, it's it's about that time as I'm frantically scrolling through my old Twitter feeds to find uh, the picture from Elmer. So. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Gonna... Or, or our trivia championship picture. That's true. We did that in the same trip to Tulsa. We did win the belt at a... Uh, and we didn't even cheat. We, we didn't. Won, we won, nice. We won a trivia night at a local... I don't even know where we were. It was hilarious. It was a bar. It was a haphazard uh, throw-together team <laughs> that uh, shall never be never be repeated the greatness that we had. So, never, no. <laughs> me, you, Hedge, Nick, and Bob, I think, was the squad. Uh, I think squad. so. So let me, uh, let me pull this up while I'm finding stuff now all the way back. So this is the outside of Elmer's Barbecue, whose tagline was, It's so good, it be bad. Nice. It be bad. Um, let's see if I can. It's got to be in the same. Was he an English teacher? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Made epic barbecue. That's all we're gonna go with. So I'm gonna see if I can find. There you oh, go. That's, that's that same trip. Yep. Um. Yep. There's the shot of us. There it is. So if you look on the Elmer's Barbecue website, there's a picture of their dining area, and that's uh-huh. the entire. This is just a couple of us deciding we were all gonna go out for barbecue, and it ends up being. Uh, it probably wasn't 25. Uh, a good 20, 20 ish. Yeah. It, it brings people together, man. Barbecue yeah. is family. So this is July of 2014. Oh, look who's presenting there. Oh, look at that. Who's that guy? Nice. Right. And hey, there's Liz, John. Yeah, I know. That's what it's even saying on your uh, on your feed. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that's true. And then there's there's uh, the shortness that is Hedge. Let's see if she listened to all the way to the end of this episode. Hedge, 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 Hedge. This is Shauna. Oh, she, she will. This is Shauna Hedgepath. Uh affectionately known as hedge because of her insatiable comparison to a hedgehog anyway <laughs> my thanks to to moody and to lance mm-hmm. and to our special guest john for joining us on the 35th episode of 35th xxxv and i know for sure the next time i get out to because i was out near john because I was I know. south of you oh. by a little bit when I was out. By about an hour, Cali. yeah. I couldn't swing it on a weekday. I know. Well, hell, I Next can time, barely man. swing it, and I'm out there on purpose. So Make it happen. Right. We will <laughs> definitely do that. So, guys, I hope you have a, a wonderful evening. Lance, uh, on the East Coast there. Stay dry. Stay safe. Well, I won't be staying dry, but don't Yeah, look. watch out for that throbbing prison weather that's coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this where you yeah, say? Make sure uh, I get that checked out. Do not drop the soap for this uh, storm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty sad to say that it's going to be a wet one, too. <laughs> I, I can't say anything else. That, that, that's how we're going to end it. Again, yeah. that's two out of three weeks where I'm just going to have to kick you in the nuts. Yeah.